All right, today we're going to talk about the Revolutionary War. And more importantly, we're going to talk about the Declaration of Independence. We can think of the Declaration of Independence as America's birth certificate uh, when our country was born. Now, the Declaration of Independence was signed by some very, very important people. And we'll get to that in just a short minute. But first, let's talk about the Revolutionary War. The Revolutionary War actually happened in 1775, and last that's when it began, and it's, it went on until 1783. Now, there were some very important issues that started the Revolutionary War. One being the British rulers, the king, more importantly, of, of England, wanted to tax heavily the colonists of the new nation because of the French and Indian War and how expensive it was. He wanted to recover some of those because they felt like they spent so much money on the war to win that land for the colonists and keep it theirs. They felt like the colonists should pay for part of it. Well, the colonists were not real happy with, about this. They, they talked about taxation without representation, which meant they did not like that the king was taxing them without having say in who they could pick to decide the rules and having any kind of say in the laws being made. And after one law and one tax after another was passed, the colonists began to get very fed up with it. So by about seven, the 1775 or so, things came to a head shortly after the Boston Tea Party, and we got into the war against the British. The colonists band together, and they went against the British. By 1776, the Second Continental Congress had met in Philadelphia, and they were referred to as the United Colonies. They came together as, you have to think of them as kind of like a bunch of governors from different areas and states that were deciding some important, important rebellious activities against the British. Um, basically, by early June of 1776, Richard Henry Lee says in their first, one of their first meetings, the Second Continental Congress, these united colonies are and of right of to be, right ought to be, free and independent states, and they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown. So what he's saying there is he's saying we should no longer be tied to the British rulers, no longer tied to any king, no longer tied to any parliament in England. We need to be our own colony, our own area, no longer attached and the delegates from uh, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and Maryland were not so much in favor of it, even in June. And the June the 7th, as a matter of fact, they still weren't really, really positive they wanted to go through with this because a penalty of meeting together and doing this and going against British rule could be death. They, they they realized that they were committing treason against the country that was kind of in control. Well, that was in control at that moment. But they were going to try to go against that country, and they knew how powerful a British rule would be. So they postponed the meeting until July 1st. And in the meantime, a few people got together, more importantly, very three very important people, John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, and Thomas Jefferson, to really hash out the details from until from June seventh until July first, 
Now, when they did this, they put the young, at that time, Thomas Jefferson, in charge of drafting it out, writing it out, getting all those words down on paper, seeing if they could come up with a document that would unite and convince Delaware, Pennsylvania, and Maryland that they really, this was the only cause of action. They had to do this. They had no other choice. So sure enough, Thomas Jefferson goes off and writes this, gives it to Benjamin Franklin at this time. Benjamin Franklin's 71 years old or so, 70 years old. And he ends up tweaking just a small bit. The majority was written by Thomas Jefferson and brought it back to the table on, sure enough, July the 2nd for their meeting of minds back in the in Philadelphia for the meeting between all the delegates once again. So you had those three men, and we'll give you just a little information about those three men. First, you had John Adams. At this time, he's 40 years old. John Adams actually became our second president after the very famous George Washington, and he was actually George Washington's vice president. So he was our first vice president of the United States of America. You had Thomas Jefferson at this time was the youngest member of the Continental Congress, and he was 33 years old. He definitely was the major author of the Declaration of Independence, and he later became the third president of the United States. He ended up beating John Adams for the presidency when John Adams had tried to go for his second term. Uh, He really didn't particularly care about his term in the office and being president, he later sort of denounced the fact that he he didn't want people to really remember him as president. He he felt like some of the other things he had done were way more important. And then he had Benjamin Franklin, who at this time is the oldest person at the Continental Congress. We know he was um, a scientist, an inventor, a diplomat. That means he represented the United States overseas many times. He was a printer when he was young. And he was actually 70 years old at this time. So it was definitely towards the later part of his his life. So after all this hard work was completed by Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin and John Adams, they get back together actually July 1st. And many of the delegates at this point are convinced from the time from July or June 7th, that is, to July 1st. They're convinced that independence is necessary, that it has to happen. They have no other choice. So on July 2nd then, Richard Henry Lee's motion for independence passes. On July 4th, the document was officially adopted, and that's the day we celebrate. Wasn't officially signed yet, though. July 8th, the public hears the words for the first time in the streets of Philadelphia. So they go out, they announce the words, the famous words of, we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal. And bells ring out loudly. They commemorate the occasion. And then finally, August 2nd, the official signing of the copy that we see today on parchment paper is held. And you have to remember that this is 1776. The United Colonies will end up fighting for another seven years to defend the document of independence. And then this marks the beginning July 4th, 1776, of our separation from British rule. We have to defend it from here on out. Now that I've given you a few short, sweet, simple facts about the Declaration of Independence, let's go ahead and give you a few fun facts about it. Things maybe you might not have known, things that 
I find sort of interesting. Uh, let's first talk about John Adams. He wrote his wife, Abigail, that July 2nd, 1776 would be celebrated as Independence Day because that's when everything was voted. That's when they, the Continental Congress said that this is definitely, we're going to approve it. But it wasn't official until July 4th when they officially adopted it. So he actually felt July 2nd should be Independence Day. It turned out they felt like July 4th should be it. Also, that the declaration right now is in actually currently in a bulletproof case in Washington, D.C. that's guarded by, by obviously, security. And when the, it closed, when the building closes, the archives, the declaration is actually moved underground in a vault with a safe locked away so nothing nothing can happen to it i thought that was very interesting thomas jefferson took on the duty of uh drafting the document he's the one that wrote the the majority of it but john adams and benjamin franklin both corrected it with corrections and the rough draft is actually still in washington dc they have a copy of it they have the original copy still and the first printing of the declaration where it was all, all finished and they printed it off to send it out was July 4, 1776. It was delivered to Congress on July 5th. And then the copies were also sent out to the other uh, colonies and the governments in the colonies and to George Washington so he could read it to the troops. Uh, and at this time, the handwritten version of the Declaration of Independence, which is now in the archives, the National Archives, it was or actually ordered by Congress to be written on July 19th, 1776. And then that was the document that was later signed on August 2nd. And finally, I'd like to leave you with this. In our book, we actually have a painting by John Trumbull, and it's the Declaration of Independence. Uh, that was actually done in 1817. And we talked a little bit about it, how it kind of looks like it's the signing of the Declaration, Declaration of Independence. But it turns out it's actually a picture of the final draft completed, and they're giving it to Congress. So it's not actually when they're signing it, but it's the part when they're presenting it to Congress. And sure enough, this can be also found, this painting on the opposite, the other, the backside of the $2 bill. So thanks for listening. That hopefully you learned a little bit about the Declaration of Independence and why it is so important to us. So until next time.